0: peace and blessings and welcome back to the heritage hip-hop podcast this episode is brought to you by heritagehiphop.com we are more than music and we introduce you to your future favorite artists today we ask you to subscribe to heritage hip-hop on all social media and help build the foundation of a movement that celebrates the independent artists and gives homage and the roses to the artists that have made hip-hop what it is you can follow us at HeritageHipHop.com, HeritageHipHop on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, Tumblr, and new to Boom You It on www.boomuitt.com forward slash at Karev, K-A-R-E-V. Boom Uit sponsors Heritage Hip Hops Movement as well. We ask you to join us. We are also sponsored by Transparent credit repair, the superheroes of the financial literacy and credit repair world. Changing your financial future only takes 15 seconds. And in that 15 seconds, all you have to do is go to heritagehiphop.com and click on the link for, for transparent credit repair. They give 20% off of all services given for anyone who goes through heritagehiphop.com. Open your wallet to receive more money instead of paying out more debt by fixing your credit and ensuring yourself a more healthier financial future. 15 seconds is all you need to go to HeritageHipHop.com and click on Transparent Credit Repair to help change your life. On this episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, we go down south to Mississippi. We're going down to the Crooked Letters, y'all, to talk to Boss Wood, an up-and-coming MC who not only is lyrical, but talks about life, the struggle, and how to overcome the pain of growing up too fast and finding your truth salute the boss wood he is a dope artist and we can't wait for you to enjoy this interview so i'll come back with the rest of my commentary when this interview is finished peace and blessings and
1: welcome back to the heritage hip-hop podcast where we introduce you to your future favorite artist today and today we go back down south to talk to an innovative voice who speaks the truth whether you accept it or not introduce yourself to the people
2: Hello, how y'all doing? My name is Boss Wood, and I would like to let you know that you are not a fan. You are a CEO.
1: You know what? We could talk about that, too, because perspective is one thing that hip-hop is lacking. And I give it to the South, especially rappers from Mississippi, and that's where you're from, right? Yes, sir. Mississippi rappers tend to focus on reality rather than focusing on fantasy. Am I Am I correct with that?
2: Definitely.
1: Spot on. Tell me about the reality of Mississippi life from the Delta to the hip hop.
2: Honest to God, what I always tell people when it comes to Mississippi, it's a great place to get old. It's not a great place to grow up because uh it's so laid back and in the cut. And by you being so young, you're forced to like get out there and try new things before your time. So you live life early as a, at a young age, super young and, um, by the time you are able to get that understanding, you already have it and then move forward with it. So it allows for a great story to
1: tell in the end. Word. So I was doing my history, right? Because the first yeah. song I remember, the first something I remember ever hearing from Mississippi was Crooked Letters. Right? Mm-hmm. Now that's taking it back, you know what I'm saying? Because some of these folks don't even know about Crooked Letters, you know what I mean?
2: Right, and of I don't course- even know about Crooked Letters.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know, Cricket Letters is the original group David Banner came from. You know what I'm saying? Now, now I taught you something about your territory. Salute. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes, sir. So, yes yeah. sir. so yeah, so David Banner has always been known for everybody wanna go everybody wants to remember real pimps get down on the flow or whatever. But Cadillacs on Twenty Twos was the first song that got to the east. And mm. since and since we've been Looking at the South from a hip-hop point of view, people have always asked, did the South ruin hip-hop? I tend to believe the South helped educate hip-hop. How do you define Southern hip-hop? I would say
2: so, you know what I'm saying? Because when it comes to historical value, Black historical value, a lot of that was experienced in the South first, like on the, you know, the heinous side, like the gruesome side, like that real upfront, like I can't unsee this side, you know what
1: I'm saying? Mhm. Yeah. yeah. And with that education, I mean, when I think about the South, I don't think about Atlanta. I right, don't right, think right. about I don't think about Florida either because there's an argument that Florida is East Coast. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Shout out to Pimp C for that. You know what I mean? When I think about the South, I'm thinking about Alabama, Alabama Louisiana, yep, Texas, Mississippi. Yep. I'm thinking about that area because there's so many stories that resonate from the Delta that it's more hip-hop than people were giving them credit for in being hip-hop. Right. What What makes you hip-hop or what makes your sound so credible to the people who look for hip-hop music?
2: The storytelling. You know what I'm saying? and uh, You always know when you hear something, you always know it's coming from a realistic place. When you've been experienced, you didn't experience it yourself. And I always try to stick to that vein of music. Like, hey, I don't want to lie to nobody. You know what I'm saying? I've been lied to my whole life just by certain rappers that I might have listened to growing up. And when I found out the truth, I was like, nah, I won't, I won't model myself out to be that type of person because who likes to be lied to? Nobody wants to be lied to on a regular basis.
1: So when it comes to music and you selling music, I'm not going to lie to nobody. Mm-mm. But the biggest lie that we've been taught was the lie of self and the lie of love. Because most people mm-hmm. say they love themselves or don't even like themselves. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, let's keep, it, let's keep it real. I'm going to talk it to my man, Bosswood, right now on the Heritage Hip Hop podcast. Thank y'all, everybody, for listening. I want to ask you a question. What's the most dangerous trait about a liar?
2: What is it called? Habitual? The, the habituality of it?
1: You believe the habituality of a liar is what makes them dangerous? Mm-hmm. Because you can, okay. you can keep telling it. Okay. Okay. So, well, they got one thing that America is, and that's consistency. Right. <laughs> so, that's part of the American dream is to be consistent. Well, how about yes. this? Billy Danz of MOP once said this. The most dangerous thing about a liar is they're really unhappy with who they are. So, they force their fake reality on you so they can be accepted to you because they don't accept themselves. True. When it comes to hip-hop, and I like how you said that because you got a song called Facts that talks mm-hmm. about this very thing. You talk about being truthful so that your legacy is truth, your influence is truth, and your sound is truth. How do you detect, how do you detect the sound of a lie from the sound of the truth?
2: How do you detect a lie, the sound of a lie from the, the sound, sound, of, the sound of the truth? Yep. Because when you revisit the conversation, the story changes. If you was, to like, like mm. listening to rappers over and over again, a lot of them tend to talk about the same thing. But when mm-hmm. they bring it up a second time, it's never like the first. Like, when I talk about that lick I hit, I talk about that same lick I hit, that mm-hmm. same gun I shot. I talk about it this every time. It's nothing like I'm not going to paint you a different picture, so to say. If anything, if I'm going to paint you a different picture, it's going to be more in detail.
1: Mm, I like how yeah. you said that. So let's go into your truth. What made you want to pick up a microphone and start telling the stories that you tell?
2: Honestly, nah, bro. Uh, my favorite rapper was MC Hammer, and uh, uh, okay. I used to sing "Can't Touch This" in my car seat. And uh, mm. I got hold to my first albums with uh, explicit albums were Outcast, Thank On You, and Ludacris Word of Mouth. And when I turned those on, I couldn't turn them off, and I was like, mm. "Hmm, maybe I can do this." And then like going to school and having dope English teachers. They taught me how to use my grammar and stuff like that. So I started getting into poetry, sort of kind of like Tupac. And it just mm-hmm. transformed into just like from a spoken word perspective to putting it to an instrumental.
1: That's why you rhyme the way you rhyme, because you're a very expressive um, MC.
2: Definitely. You're not a
1: rapper. You're an orator. Definitely. You come from the line of James Baldwin and uh, Langston Hughes. Yes, sir. Because when you rhyme, you're very descriptive and you're very passionate. You're not word playing, you're word placing. Right. I like that about your style. Salute to you. Thank you. One of the most important things about being word placement driven is the fact that the story has to be told so that the listener can understand. How How do you set the template for your story, though? Honestly...
2: I let the beat speak to me. A lot of, I, I try to elaborate this to a lot of people. When I mm-hmm. hear beats, beats paint their own picture. And it's like the picture's oh. already painted. And it's like it's an outline there. It's just your job. As it talks to you and you talk back, your job is to paint inside the line. Now, you can go outside mm-hmm. of them if you want to. But mm-hmm. if you stayed
1: inside that line, you'll get a better picture. Okay, I want to ask you a question because you just said something very interesting. You, mm-hmm. are, a, you are a music translator. So you're a scientist yes. as well, okay? Yes, sir. What is the language of music, and how do you translate it to the song?
2: I see colors. Okay, it's colorful. It's like some uh, you could you could like some beats you put on. I can see leaves falling, or some beats you put on. I can see rain, uh, rain slapping against the window pane, or I can see like a uh, sometimes those stories that I tell. I see those stories playing out, but it's me actually. You know what I'm saying? relaying that story that's being told so it's like almost like a sixth sense and like words words stand out in a sense like you know it's a weird way I can't explain it but when words stand out you put this word here and you build around that one word and you form that bar and all of a sudden everything else starts to fit in like a big jigsaw
1: puzzle and before you know it it's moving did you know that's like a mental um I'm not going to say it's a mental gift. Do you know they write books about that? Yes. Do you know the name of it?
2: No, but I'll I be into it, though. I'll be, be, be on YouTube a lot. I do a lot of uh, research on YouTube.
1: Okay. I was actually looking it up as we were, um, as we were um, talking because, yes, that's what's called. Synesthesia. Mm-hmm. Synesthesia is called a live science. It means the data that's transformed into your brain turns into a colorful swirl. Right, synesthesia is one of the few things that most artists don't have. So you're mm. um, you're you're in a you're in a weird line of creativity. So let me let me walk you down this journey. Want take a ride? Want to take a ride with me? Yes, sir. I'm in the car. Okay. So in the um in, in the in the Victorian era when people made music, they they did it with wind. So there was a person who actually put a bottle outside and then that's how they captured the whisper sound because they Mm -hmm. had a milk bottle and they caught the sound and then they started forming things to make the wind sound more prominent. Right? Think about this. Now you had the person who was knitting clothes and that's when the string era came. So everybody in today's society focuses on the guitar, the sitar, was actually something that was very big in other countries. Hmm. You're still in the car with me, right? Yes. So let's go to the classical era. Beethoven could not see and could not hear, but the rhythm of life and the rhythm of music made him create some of the most incredible symphonic melodies ever recorded. Am I right? Right. Okay. Keep driving with me right now. Ray Charles, Miles Davis, Stevie Wonder. Mm -hmm. I'll even tell you somebody else, Duke Ellington. Mm. I'm going jazz now. And I'm not putting any ladies in there because I don't know their story, so forgive me, anybody who wants to know about women. I'm I'm sorry, I don't know. They didn't create music off of what they heard. They created music off of what they felt. That's why, like, Songs in the Key of Life is a classic, because it was feeling music, not hearing music. Right. Now that brings me down to you. Because the gift of the MC KRS One said is to rap about somebody's life, their own life to them, instead of rapping about your life to them. Right. So by you seeing colors, you're also seeing the story of somebody's revelation of life. What right. do the colors reveal to you that you think they get from your from your sight?
2: What do they reveal to me? That okay. I, I ain't got that far. I ain't got that far yet. I ain't you got that far yet.
1: You have. I challenge you on that. You have. And we're going to talk about that on the new album, Premeditated 2, which is out right now that everybody can stream. But as you know, for those who listen to Heritage Hip Hop, we do not believe in streaming. We believe in purchasing. But well, we'll get there. Yes, we'll get there later. But you are there. Let's talk about Definitely. it. Definitely. Let's talk about it. Let me go to one of my songs on the album that I really enjoy, by the way. um, You know what? We're not. We're going to focus on something out right now that everybody expects us to do. You have a single out now with Big Crick, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now on, that, now, on that song, Spaceships, right, tell me the hook, and I'm going to show you how you have it. Tell me the hook.
2: Uh, we just trying to make it out the bottom of the basement, hell yeah, and turn a buggy to a spaceship.
1: Okay. So you don't see that if you saw that color of elevation that most people don't want to live the life of elevation? That's why people mm-hmm. get high because they're stuck at the bottom, correct? Right. Okay, so think about that. Think about I got a job and I need to raise. I need to get higher on the totem pole. How about that? Right. Now, how about this? What about the person that says, F money, I don't need status. I just want to live and give something as a legacy to my people. They didn't elevate it from the social norm. Right. You got there, bro. There it is right there. Thanks. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> Salute to you, bro. That's what I'm talking about, man. Hey, teamwork make the dream work. Hey man, you making it happen. So rhymes and patterns are what dictate how good a writer is. Because in the past we called it stanzas and we called it um uh what was poetry? Poetry goes by the, the syllables the haiku and it goes let me just say stanzas by the by the rhyme scheme. Right. There's a movie out that says uh, rhymes, rhymes, bars over rhymes or rhymes over bars. I forgot which one it is. The RZA did it with um Jill Scott and Common with um, I forgot the Zelia Banks chick, right? And okay. that whole movie was about how poetry supersedes hip hop. Do you agree? Because you have a poet's delivery, but you got a hip hop subject. What do you think? Definitely, I I agree
2: because um, if you turn that beat off. It should hit you a little harder. You know what I'm saying? When you mm. hear that on compelling, it should it, it should resonate more. The beat just give you something to bounce to. You know what I'm saying? But if you were to hit the same message without a beat behind it and not so much cadence driven, it'll it'll drive a different vein.
1: Hmm. Was that Mississippi taught or was that life experience acquired? Experience.
2: I, I just picked that was on experience. I I've never I've never liked the, quote-unquote, bubblegum rappers. I've never take, gave them, like, the time of day. I always wanted to, like, master something. Like, I, I feel like when it came to wordplay, I wanted to master it. It was, it was like, it was my thing. Like, you know, everybody had basketball and football and all these other things. And I just chose words. And I was like, yeah, I got to be the best at this if I'm going to pursue this. And I'm I, i I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? I put my $10,000 in. I consider myself a master.
1: Yeah, you're a genius. You're a genius because everybody thinks genius comes from a book, but it doesn't. Genius also always comes from learning experience and things that you you acquire over time. Time is the genius. Action exercises genius. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. What was the hardest thing about rhyming? Was it being listened to or being heard from your point of view?
2: Oh, that's a great question because listening and hearing is two totally different things. I would say hearing, bro. I would say hearing because you can always have someone to listen and just, you know, big you up. But are you hearing me? Like, do you, does, does that resonate with you in some type of way?
1: Hearing me is the, is the answer. You know what's funny? Depending on what side of the country you come from, some people think hearing is listening and listening is hearing. And I understand everything. Yes. That. So I get you. Because a person can sit down and listen to the song, but they're not hearing the translation that you've given, then they're missing the point. Right. In science, mathematics is the one purest language that they try to hide from people of color. Do you know why? No. Because mathematics is the interpretation of the equation of life. Mmm. Now, let's go into your rhyme pattern. Subject, flow, story, outcome, consequence, make your mind a back to end. That's how most of your songs are built. Right. I listen to a Premeditated. Right? And there's mm-hmm. a song on premeditated that really got me stuck. The name of the song is called, I don't want to go to facts right now. Let's talk about Be Great. Be Great. Remember, you're building the structure of the song. Mathematically, you're not coming with the, I'm the MC, this is what I got to say, nod your head to this, nod your head to this. You're like, no, I'm the MC, and this is what it is. Now, where do you find yourself in context of what I'm talking about? That's math, right? Why is it important for you to bring the listener into your world so they can see themselves in their world?
2: Because that picture, like the picture that's being painted in the mind, you can't necessarily you're not you're not giving the chance to see it with the eyes when listening. So I, I, I try to be vivid with my words to paint it in your mind to build that relationship within you through song. Like, damn, I went through that, or. I saw that, or I saw that within someone, or I'm currently going through that, or I overcame that, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's just like that, like just on just being up front with people. I always said, just, just I'm sorry to get off topic, but I always said, mm-hmm. I wish I wish we came with name tags. Hi, my name <laughs> is Boss Wood, and I'm such and such, and I'm such and such, and I'm such and such. Would you like to deal with me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'll make things mm-hmm. that much easier.
1: But isn't that the most scariest thing that people are afraid of? Because people love when people are um, transparent. Right. Because they're nosy, not because they want to be themselves. Right. (laughs) That's why I like your music. We're going to continue on this, everybody. Thank you for listening to Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This is Correa, your whole sweat, the uh, illustrious, soon-to-be goat Bosswood. If you really pay attention, pay attention now. Uh, on your album, like I said, it's mathematically sound. I'm going to ask you a question. One plus one equals what? Two. How come one plus one can't equal one?
2: It's not mathematically possible. Oh, well, oh it, it is. is. One, one, plus <laughs> one plus negative one.
1: one. Not even that. If one man and one woman make one child, if one man or one woman can create one family, right. or one spirit... One man and one ideal can create God, which is one. One. How come one man can't put out or take one beat and and create one message? Mm, You just blew my mind. Hey, man, this is what I get from you. I got this from your music. (laughs) Come on, talk to me now. So I'm saying one plus one can equal three. Definitely. Because there's an entity. You are mom, you are mind, body and soul, which is one man or one living vessel. Correct? Yes, sir. So when you think of self, you have me, myself, and I, right? Which is one man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, prosperity is given to the man who has um, perspective. Right. Why did you take the perspective on learning, uh, or learning the world, or having the world learn who you are with an album called Premeditate?
2: Why did I take the perspective? Because everything everything I put in motion, is, it, it has to have structure to it, as I would hope everyone does. It, ha- it it comes with a plan, you know what I'm saying? And premeditation, the definition of it is it's planned out, it's orchestrated, it's organized. So as I organize my thoughts and get them together for the world, I want to make sure my plan is full proof, you know what I'm saying? And that's currently what we're going through now. And, um... I'm, I'm able to shine like on the back end with my managers and stuff. And they're actually getting to see who I am outside of the studio. They're like, yeah, he's not regular. I like, just give me time. Just let me speak and I'll, I'll show it to you.
1: Mm. Okay. So premeditated because it's planned out. Right. Tell me about first name, last name.
2: First name, last name. That was my definition. That you did your research, bro. Hey, this is my favorite interview. Hey, first <laughs> name, last name. Uh, that, was my, that was my footprint. I ain't going to even cap. That was my footprint to just being who I am and just standing firm on who I am. Because everybody, when it comes to rap, a lot of people have this persona of who they are in this world versus who they are in reality. And a lot of people can blend the two. I'm him. This guy. On and off the microphone, I'm um, my first name Sam, last name what I lay inside your bushes, meaning wood. You know what I'm saying? That's my real name. So stepdad at the time, yeah, that was
1: that was what? Wow. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you what I got from it. Yo, everybody's gonna interview you about your music and talk about how your flow is or how your cadence right. is, right? I need to know what your heart is. Because Jay Electronica said one of the most fascinating lines that Biggie said first. Jay Electronica said, I hear you, but I can't feel you. Mm. Not familiar. What did Biggie say in Machine Gun Funk? He said, "Um, this ain't Christopher Williams, MC Scott. I'm trying to remember the line. Pardon me. My mind don't work like it used to. But basically, it's about you robbing. But that, 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 it's not, I can't tell you. Something's not familiar with what you're talking about. Right. The most familiar spirit about an orator is that they're not speaking to who you think you are, they're speaking to your essence. What is the essence of the MC and how do you capture it?
2: The essence of the MC. Oh, man. The essence of the MC. Man, the persona, the persona
1: that I give it, it's
2: like, it's an image. It's like, oh, my God. But like, it's like a, um, an alter ego, so to say. For mm-hmm. me, it's like this warrior. And when I say like, it's like a warrior, like almost like, like Sparta 300. That's how I see myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, like gladiator with the scars to prove it. You can see it. And it's just, it's so vivid, bro. And I, I see that same figure every time I turn a beat on. Like, I'm finna get ready to face this guy. I got to to be better than him today. You know what I'm saying? But it's low-key me looking at myself. I got to be better than myself. My version of myself yesterday, I got to be better today.
1: So you rhymed to beat yourself.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: That is a very interesting perspective. Okay. You're going to make me flip my interview. (laughs) That was dope. We're going to go into some history right now. Salute the boss, Woods, because he, he actually got me on my toes and on my games today. Uh, I, to you, bro. Oh, no, we, we do, I told you, we make history. I told you, right? <laughs> yes, sir. So, you got me on my toes right now. So, in a boxing match, I'm up against the ropes. So, now I'm looking at you and I'm going to, I'm going to come and hit you with this right here. James Baldwin wrote, I'm not your Negro to tell the American public about how He's not what you think you think he should be, right? Right. You did the same thing. Tell me about Inspired by Don Tripp. Who were you telling the, the world who you are? Man.
2: That was my first major feature. And I was like, hey, I was going to originally, I've never told this story. I was originally going to lead the song as is with my verse that was already on it because on premeditated one um, inspired by Don Tripp, he, he's always been my favorite rapper and you can't say his name without saying Starlito, the Step Brothers but um, he's always been my favorite rapper and when um when I reached out to him, I didn't reach out to him the people did, the CEOs did they DM'd him was like hey this guy wrote a song about you man and just paying you homage and then he he listened to it and he was like bro you made me proud you know what I'm saying? I, I, I appreciate that. And I was like, thank you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for your contribution to hip-hop. And then he put a post up saying that he was doing features. I was like, yeah, that's my calling card. Let me get him on the song, and let me get him on that song. So I was going to leave my verse the way it was and just get him on the front. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm going to cheat myself. I've never been in the hot seat with a, a rapper that has crossed that line or of whatever that line is. I've never been in that hot seat before. Let me put myself in it. I locked in my room for like eight hours, and mm. I sat there, and I built that first, like bar for bar. I'm talking about five minutes between every line, just to make sure it hit perfect. I sat there, and I put myself through all that mental pressure, and I came out
1: over the top, bro. It was beautiful. Mm. It was mm. beautiful, bro.
2: hmm hmm
1: I like that. So you then you taught the world that you're not the average MC that you're planned you're premeditated, right? Exactly. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: feeling that. I'm feeling that. But the cover art of that project says something different. Why did you choose that cover art? What, what was what was the image um, behind the, um, the the words? Uh, premeditated one or two,
2: one. Premeditated one. Uh, it was industrial. It was like an industrial site, and um. Basically signifying that when you look at a building, you go and purchase your first business. It does it, it, it's not that I candy, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. that in the rough, that diamond in the rough, but you see your name on the outside of that building saying Boss Woods, such and such. Mm-hmm. But only you can see that. And I put mm-hmm. it I put that rough looking building right there to signify we all have to start some from somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. No matter
2: where that place may be. And no matter what time we may be in, as long as you got a foundation to stand on, be proud of what you built. You feel what
1: I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Boy, oh my God, I love this interview. <laughs> Salute to you. All right. But I think that, I think subliminally, you're telling a different story as well. Because your growth as an MC actually stands firm in the cover art for your new project, Premeditated Too. Mm hmm. Let's talk about that for a second, because you said you said industrial, which is something that you build with your hands. Mm-hmm. After you build with your hands, you show to the world. And on the next album, you have a person sitting in front of a of a wall that says, "Your favorite, what was it? Your favorite rapper? Rapper died here. Died here. Bad. <laughs> So you're letting people know i built this thing now i gotta show you who, who i am and lyrically you grew between the two albums definitely you grew a lot and you know how i can tell you grew a lot because on the first album you were telling the world you could rap but on this album you were telling the world you're in the man mm-hmm. why do you think so many mcs don't get to that part or so many. Uh, I can't say MCs. Let me say this different because I, I don't think there's a lot of MCs. I think and I think there's not a lot of artists. There's a lot of rappers. A lot of rappers don't get to that point where they want to get their inner man out. They want to play the role so people can ride with them and dick ride. Part of my language. Why was it I important understand. for you? Why was it important for you to introduce your inner man so that people see that you're more than the industrial thing and that you're built up now? Uh, it all that went into. Winning the big crit challenge,
2: uh, the glorious challenge he put out on Instagram. Everybody mm-hmm. started to like really tap in because of that situation. And it, Man, I'm talking about 2000 followers, probably 2500 overnight after just winning that, uh, that little Instagram situation. And I was like, wow. So immediately I got back in album mode. I was like, I got to drop another one. I got to drop another one. I'm way better than I was last time, but I got to do it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, while 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 the iron is hot. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went through, picked all my beats, and I just went to writing. And before you know it, it's like, once you're in that zone, you can't tap out. And then everybody starts to tap in. And it's like, hold on a second. And so an opportunity presented itself for me to come to California
1: mm-hmm. based
2: off the crit challenge. And so, boom, I came out here. I recorded a couple songs. And these boys didn't want to let me leave. So uh, I was like, man, listen, I got to get this. I got to get it out. I got to get it out. So, boom, I put it out. And that was my whole motive behind that to to show people because everybody started to call me Crit 2.0. I didn't take too well to it, but I I, I was like, okay, let me live in it just a tad because Crit is a credible artist. He's dope. That's a dope comparison. I look up to him. But at the same time, I don't want to stand in that light so let me level up in my opinion to show people why i'm
1: different okay let's, let's, let's play ping pong we're going to go back and forth so on a new single what did you show the world that made you different from him besides uh, her being
2: being that we're both from mississippi and we both have like a similar cadence and way with words i just wanted to like really bar 'em up so to say, in good competition. Let me put that in there. But uh, I just wanted to bar him up, man, and just show just show people the world because right now in the time that we living in, Rappers is killing rappers and they're from the same city. I'm from where he's from and we're able to coexist, no problem. Mm. That's my big dog and I love him to death and I appreciate him for what he did because outside of Don Tripp, he, I, th- I would, I would want to say he has a bigger like a bigger platform than Trip does now. So Mm -hmm. he gave me the biggest shot and I'm like, Hey, let's do
1: it for the home team. Hmm. Word. I got to give crit a lot of respect because I follow his career and he has like at least two or three classic albums. And with with no push from Def jam, that man made a a mark in hip hop that I think if you really tapped into the culture, you know who he is and you respect what he did. Definitely.
2: He got me and through I... so many hard times.
1: Like what? Talk about it.
2: Man, um right out of high school, you know, so I had just came home from jail and um and crit was just starting to bubble. And um mm-hmm. we would ride around in my aunt's car and we would go to McDonald's and we would take this five dollars and we would split this five dollars on the dollar menu. And on the way back, we wouldn't come straight home. We would listen to Crit, the, mm-hmm. um I, I want to say what it was. I think it was uh, Crit was here, and and, and it was a mixtape he had out at the time. But we mm-hmm. listening and we turning it up loud, and he was blasting like, bro, we're going to get out of here one day. You know what I'm saying? He kept me sane, bro. And I, mm-hmm. I want to tell him that to his face. Like, I've never met him, but it's a, him and Don Tripp and Starlito. I want to talk to them boys personally and tell them, like, that they got me through some stuff, bro. Because at the time, we was in a dark place. Anything could have happened due to the fact of not having the funds. But they kept me driven and
1: kept my pen moving for what it was, and helped me develop and push through. Send this interview to them, and they'll meet Facts. you. We're gonna put it in the air that they're gonna meet you one day, and they're gonna and y'all gonna actually exchange words on a good level. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So salute the. Chris, Starlito, and Don Trip, and y'all are always welcome to come on Heritage Hip Hop yourself, You know, definitely. Let's focus back on you though, because we're not going to focus on them. This is your interview, and I want to—I want the world to know that Q and A is a monster. Talk (laughs) about that, (laughs) man. I was in a six-year relationship, bro, we were turd. We <laughs>
2: hmm. were turd, bro. And like I said, I try to keep it on the front. You know, if I try to keep it real in everything I do. And I just told the story. And um, side note, she tried to role play. She wanted to get into role playing, and I didn't want to. But in my mind, I had the capability to do it. So I played that out in my mind and then wrote the song and let her hear it, and we actually ended up doing it in real life.
1: And what was the outcome? True success. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you speak in life into existence.
2: Definitely.
1: So then, how does how it play out become a real a realism rhyme instead of a rhyme put on paper?
2: Oh man, that was my life. Like um, man, that's one of those bottles with a message in it floating at sea that you randomly find with somebody's life story on it. That's my story, bro. Oh, my God. I was—I had to be every bit of four years old. I remember that vividly. You know what I'm saying? Step my stepdad and everything. No, nah, it was my real dad.
1: That was real dad. Okay, and you said in the story. For everybody who doesn't know, um, the song... Excuse me one second, because my notes. I just lost my notes. Um, you see, I take notes. <laughs> the song, How It Plays Out, is on Premeditated to The Motor, which is out right now on all streaming services, but... We believe in purchasing, so make sure you go buy the song, if not the album itself. On the song, you talked about how mom had to run after you, like, yo, that's that's my child. Like, you know what I'm saying?
2: Definitely, bro. I remember that. I was, you remember, as a kid, you used to, like, they used to put you in the nightgowns, and they was your mom's or your dad's T-shirts, and you had the little tidy whities on up underneath. Yeah. I was that little dude. And um mm-hmm. he came through late night. You know what I'm saying? He came through. He came to see me, but in the midst of him coming to see me. They got into it, and so he stormed out the door. So in the midst of him storming out the door, she uh, she chasing him, like, where are you going with my son? Where are you going with my son? And they start cursing at each other. So he put me in the car. He had, like, a gray Oldsmobile, I forgot what it was. But it was a gray Oldsmobile, two-door. Mm-hmm. And uh, he pulling out the driveway, and they cursing at each other more and more. So he irks off, and we get down the street. No cap. It had, I had to be every bit of two to three minutes. We didn't even get like a mile down the road. Police had already pulled them over, guns drawn, and everything. And they snatched them out the car. My mom ran down the street. Her and my grandma came and got me and walked me back to the house. They ended up letting them go. And um they asked my mom, "Did she want to put a restraining order on?" Them? And she said, "Nah, just let them go home. I just wanted to make sure I got my son back." And uh, honest to God, bro, that was the last day I saw my dad. I was I had to be every bit of four years old. Stories I mean, like that,
1: what makes hip hop what it is, bro. Definitely. Um, I don't even know where to come up come up with something outside of that, just to know that, yo. I just want just 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 reflecting on that and putting that out there is very deep within itself, you know.
2: Yeah, vulnerability, man. I, I feel like with music, I have to. You deal with so much on the daily, and a lot of people don't know how to express themselves when it comes to. Just putting it out there just to relieve themselves, and that's what rap does for me. It keeps me, it, to this day, it keeps me out of a lot of trouble, bro.
1: You know what's, you know what's unappreciated right now? See, what's that? people from your generation gets compared to the generation that came before you two times over, which is the 90s. Right. Right? Yeah. And in the 90s, there was a machine that actually built up artists to put them out. Today, we get to see the artists grow in front of our faces in real time. So if you're not trying to appreciate where they come from, you're not going to appreciate where they're going. And a lot of what you're telling me and showing in your music as you're talking to me is that life is elevating and you're walking down this path and you're inviting everybody to come, but you know everybody's not going to walk with you. That's what we did the hearing and listening thing. I want to flip that another way and ask you this question. Wow. How do I put this? Let me put this together the right way, because this is a real serious question I want to ask you. When you write, what's more expressive for you, the beat that makes you reflect or the beat that makes you dream?
2: The beat that makes you reflect. Why? Because when you're able to reflect, you're able to go through your emotions. I I write everything. Everything is channeled through an emotion. That's why no song is the same. And I feel like it shouldn't be that way for any artist. Because you know how artists have this certain vein that they work in. When you hear them, that you hear that on the radio or on, on your TV screens and stuff like that. But like, can you hear them do something else? And why haven't they tried to do something else? And I write from that emotional standpoint and, and reflective standpoint because... I'm a human being. I'm not a robot. You know what I'm saying? I want to try to always paint that picture or remember a time or take you back in time to a place where your life was just full of simplicity before it got to where it is now. You know what I'm saying? Being an adult. Like I talked to you about being a kid. I talked to you even about being an adult or from a stepdad's perspective or from being a a child. You know what I'm saying? Your, Your mother's child at the time and stuff like that. So, man, going cycling through those emotions, bro. Before the song is written, I done probably cried. I done probably got pissed off and walked away from the pad. I done probably laughed and cracked a joke and made a phone call, like, "Hey, you remember this?" And just going through it, and then all of a sudden, that conversation that I had with that person are reflected to the music. It's man, it's dope, bro. It's a whole process.
1: I like that you said that because you know what I hate about what MCs do nowadays. Not MCs, I'm sorry, rappers. You know what I hate what they do nowadays. This is what they do. I ain't even had to write it. I just went in the booth, knocked it out, and I left. Not knowing that the paper and the pen is the greatest tool that to ever elevated society and creativity within itself. Facts. Now, I'm going to go somewhere kind of wild, but you're going to bring me back. Okay. We're back in the days of the hieroglyphic where people use emojis to give messages. mm. That's what makes hip hop so powerful. That if you write your words and you copyright your words, the message lives forever, so that you could paint pictures for somebody when they read it. Facts. Why do you think so many people give up the paper for the emotion instead of having the paper to give emotion? Fast pace, pace of life.
2: Uh, people, people, people in that realm—they they, they live in too fast. They moving too quick. And I, I appreciate I appreciate the uh, the decompression. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I write in the middle of the day, but I spend most of my writing at night. You know what I'm saying? When I'm writing at night, I done been in process my whole 24. Now I'm reflecting, but I just so happen to put a beat on. Now I'm reflecting on paper. So as I live my life through, through, the, through my day-to-day, I'm putting it back into the world with the lesson that I've learned or the mistake that I've made to give it to you where you when you run into this mistake or this hurdle, you don't know how to jump it. You know
1: what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you know what works. You know what works for you that most people haven't gotten yet. And you said it in the okay. beginning of your interview. You matured very fast. Yeah. So your eye and your ear is very clear. Your motivation is very premeditated, but it's the it's it's the rhythm of life that's going to dictate how you shuffle and how you move. You're going, to make it. you're going to make it. And the reason why I have so much confidence in you, the reason why I do is not how you make your music, it's how you pronounce who you are. Tell me what IBDT means. Oh, oh that's inspired by Donald Trump. And there you go right there. So like mm-hmm. I said, everybody, when you tell the truth, like we said in the beginning of the, in the interview, when you tell the truth and you're not lying, not only do you follow the path, but you show the world who you really are. And that's why I Premeditated 2 is such a good album is because not only is it a reflection of where he's come from, but he's also telling you where you are and where you can go by listening to the words. you agree? Definitely. Hey Amen. So give everybody your social media and let's have some fun.
2: All righty. Y'all can follow me on any social media platform at I am boss. Wood. be sure to visit www. Dot com with the latest
1: merch. I'm personally going to buy something from you because um you really you stood out to me this year. It's been only, I'm going to keep it real with you. This year, outside of my home state, there's only really been about two or three people that really stood out to me, and you are definitely one of them. So salute Thank to you. you. And, I, and you saw I posted the album today. Yes, sir. Because when I went through my notes, I was like, why well, you put this up? I'm bugging. <laughs> <laughs> so I right, to make sure I put it out there and you know for everybody who watches Heritage Hip Hop we're not only in the United States we're international I pray that you get that international buzz and more people check out your music and you get just as big as you want to be and change the lives that you want to affect you know what I'm
2: saying yes sir big shout out to Canada Canada is one of the biggest uh one of the second biggest countries that's streaming spaceships right now on Spotify yes sir
1: hey Canada y'all fucking up buy it all right, so there we go again. <laughs> All right. All right. So before I go to the next part of our interview, I have to say this. Um, forgive me, I said it two times already, maybe three. But Heritage Hip Hop does not believe in streaming. We just came from an era. No, we're going through an era right now in Texas where people's the infrastructure of power fell out, and people do not have power. Which means, mm-hmm. if you don't own something, you can lose it. Facts. If Boss would has music that you like, buy it. Because if the infrastructure ever went down and you need a song to help get you through, if you don't buy it and you're streaming it, you don't really have it. So please, buy the music and assure him by the love by putting income into his pocket so he can give you more music to help you do your hard times, to help you celebrate when you're in your hard times. You agree? Definitely. Amen. And that's what we take it. So, right now, we're going to go to the second part of our interview, which is called the rapid fire questions. You ready to have some fun? Yes, sir. I'm ready. All right. The rapid fire questions are not yes, new questions. These are questions that talk about your understanding of hip hop culture and who you are as a person, and you share that with the audience. So, here we go. Question number one What song or album from another artist perfectly describes you?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I can't think on you.
1: Okay. They go, ooh, okay. That's a, that's a, that's <laughs> all right. So beats beats dictate your life, basically. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm with you. All right. Question number two: Who was the rapper that made you sit down and raise your pin game because you weren't as nice as you thought until you heard him?
2: Hmm, that's a good question. It's several, bro. Uh, Don Trip, Starlito. Mm-hmm. Because of his tone of voice, if uh, his tone of voice, it's lazy. And if you if you like if you lack listening, you'll miss the bar. So uh, Star, uh, Starlito, um, Rick Ross, because when he when he doing that uh, Maybach music, it's so elegant, and he'll like take it to like a hood, like raunchy. It's like a dusty Rolls Royce low key, and I love that. Um, Nas, Nas will paint you a picture that will blow you away. Um, Tupac. Tupac was a, a real radical. And he gave it to you like point blank, driven. Mm-hmm. Mob Squad Nard, coming out of Jacksonville, Florida. I love him. You love your album. Yes, definitely. He's been putting it down for a long time. And
1: he 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 got bars out of this world, too. Mm-hmm. And that'll be all. Okay. I like where you're going with that. So then... Let's flip it, because he's on your album. In the history of hip-hop, features were something special. I think it's overdone now, but that's another Um, thing I like about you. You don't do a lot of features. You know how to carry an album on your own, so salute to you for that. Appreciate Um, it. But there's songs that people get on and they steal the song from the main artist. That feature artist will kick their ass on their own song. Who in hip-hop history has the best
2: feature to you? who has the be- Andre 3000 on on uh when UGK. 16 ain't enough okay. and uh the UGK uh yeah I thought
1: it's international players anthem yeah
2: international players anthem and on Beyoncé's uh I forgot what it was but he was on Beyonce's song retarded bro retarded
1: yeah Andre 3000 is is amazing facts and he doesn't want to rap anymore cuz he feels he's too old to rap how about that he he feel like he don't have nothing to say, and and I and I'm gonna get to that
2: place because low key I'm gonna hit you with it. I'm vegetarian. He went vegan, but I'm vegetarian, and I went vegetarian strictly to tap into the mindset that he had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what is he the told
1: difference? Me, Tell me the what's the difference since you did it. Um, bro, it, it's it's
2: more clearly like ideas don't seem so forced. Like when I was eating meat, it's like after a verse. After pinning out a verse, I got a headache. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like I'm working my brain, like, in overdrive. But now, since I went vegan, ideas form and, and fall out of thin air. And before you know it, the second verse is already there. So it's, I just got to write it down. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, cool. Boom, pin it out. They put on another beat. We in California. We went to the studio. I went from room to room, from studio A to studio B. I felt like Pac in, Uh, All Eyes on Me when he went out. And did uh, Ambitions of a Rider and California Love. I felt just like that, bro. And it was effortless.
1: Sidebar. Let's do. Let's have a life lesson. I'm going to show you how flavorful what you said was because what you just talked about, what you explained was life. Now, right. you said you stopped putting death in you and you put life in you and you elevated it to the point where you were able to live more abundantly, right? Right. What are trees for? Trees are for oxygen. What a, What is grass for? Grass is for oxygen. Exactly. So the most high made life so abundant for you that he made sure you had air above you and air below you to sustain you right in the middle. Right. So by putting that life in you, what did you do? You reflected the life that he gave. You. Salute. Right. Simple
0: simplicity.
1: simplicity. Simplicity. Yes, sir. That's the word of the day right there. <laughs> so let's go to our next question. What is the best hip hop beat of all time? Grinding, you know, jokes, grinding, oh grinding. Oh, you already clips. know. I didn't even have to say it. Grinding the clips. So when I'm gonna that, get that, to a free, when I'm gonna get something that, with you on clips. What's up? When I'm gonna get a grinding beat what you it, What's up?
2: Man, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna
1: do it. Just because you and said send it, it I'm gonna to do it. And send it to me so I can put it on my website. Word. <laughs> what that. Word. I. Right. I didn't even have to finish the damn question. He already knew what you nope. want. Yep. That got you through. <laughs> I, that got you through middle school right there. Yeah, grinding was a classic when it came out. I can't even front. Fast. Okay, so my next question would be: Let's take it to the Let's take it to the creative stage. If you could create your perfect song, who, if you want features, who, who are you working with on your song, and who's producing the song, dead or alive, no restrictions.
2: Mm. Oh man, I'm you name my people too. I'm gonna put Pyro on the beat. That's my dog. Been my dog since high school, man. Um we mm-hmm. came up together. I'm talking about from the mud, mud. But uh, I'm gonna put Pyro on the beat. I'm gonna go and get my Ali coming from Mississippi.
1: Mhm.
2: I'm gonna get David Banner on the hook.
1: Mm.
2: And I'm gonna grab the second verse. Okay. He built his perfect the song Holy
1: Trinity. Well, you put it out there. Now you got to make it happen.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: All right, that's what that's what we do. We make history on Heritage Hip We speak it into existence. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm glad you had some fun. How you feeling? The interview? Did we do? Did we meet? Did we do what we supposed to do? We, we all right? Yes, sir, man. Hey, man, no cap, bro. This is my favorite interview, bro glad i was was able to do that but the interview was inspired by you so before we close out with the final um three questions i want to say thank you for your contribution to hip-hop and stay true to it because not only are you damn good at it you've gained my respect and everybody knows for me to get on a playlist or something with me for me to co-assign you that's very big because i'm a very hard listener of hip-hop and i will tell you the truth if your shit was whack i would have told you but you have a very you have a very 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 excellent album I really, I'm really, I, I can't call it a classic yet. I got to hear it a couple more times, but you got some songs that really fucked me up and I had to sit down and listen to a couple times. So I want to give Definitely. you absolute respect for that.
2: You know, I can't wait for you to hear the next one, bro. I'm talking about, I got some real jerkers on it.
1: Well, check this out. Heritage Hip Hop is not bougie. So if you ever want to come back to Heritage Hip Hop, it's an open door policy. All you got to do is have good music in the story. The microphone's here. All you got to do is just sit down and talk with me and we got you. All right.
2: Definitely, I'm gonna do that.
1: Just keep me on, keep me on your mind. All right. So, yes, for the final, final three questions, let's have some fun. And the and one of the questions is this: What is the most important thing hip hop has not said that you're waiting for it to say? Ownership is important. So, entrepreneur hip hop is what we need. Yes. Jay Z's been doing that for years. So, who else should do it? You think?
2: I feel like it, that's just one person. I feel like everybody should put, should have their hand in it. You know what I'm saying? Like they, their career, like me, for example, I'm finna be 31 Friday. I got Absolutely. my LLC. I got my publishing company. I got my name trademark. I got my record label. I own my masters. I'm buying all my beats and I'm shopping with my friends. I'm empowering others as I empower myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeking ownership and putting it into the world. So when every dollar gets turned over, it's getting turned over into those hands of the people that I love and grew up with and, and, and that I trust. And I'm working with everybody on a, on a family built foundation. I feel like everybody should do that. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when I do my first tour, I don't want no anybody at my merch table selling the merch. I want my dog on it. You mm-hmm. want to rap? You don't have the spotlight yet? Cool. Here go. A box of flash drives put all your music on it sell this merch throw your music in there for free let's split this merch table 50-50 you just got paid to give your music away
1: so at the end of the day you are, you are a true entrepreneur and a hustler so I'm going to take one of my questions back and go off of what you said you want to build an industry through your music yes Starting from music, what are the? What give me three other industries you want to conquer that keeps not only your music relevant, but the community working and eating against the norm of the stigma that so called black folks are lazy. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Oh, that's a dope question because we in the middle of doing something else right now. We're in the middle of trying to build a halfway house.
1: Nice. To
2: bestow the privilege of. A second chance. That's the image that I want to paint within that, a second chance. Because living life, you're not going to always be on your toes and always maintain your square. You're going to step outside of that square every now and then. But when it's time for you, when you realize that you need that correction and and people to believe in you again, who's going to do that, knowing that you've stepped outside of that line? Somebody has to. We Mm -hmm. all need that. You know what I'm saying? And we seek God in a lot of those situations. But what a lot of people fail to realize is God said, I made you in my image. So, therefore, we are God-like. So, be that second chance. Be that helping hand for somebody else in need, man. And I really want to do that for people.
1: Mm. Salute to you. I don't want to get off your interview, but I just did an interview with a gentleman who works with a nonprofit record label to help people retransition back into society started a rap group in prison and it actually stopped his rap group from changing lives because he made too much of a positive message. So be careful. I want you to do what you got to do and um, salute to you, but you also got to give me two more industries. That's one. That's
2: one. Okay. Boom. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to do something with kids in college. I want to start a tuition to be able to give those kids of misfortunate families, a fighting chance at a higher education because now you need a diploma to, to flip a burger at McDonald's. Who's to say in the next five to 10 years, they won't transition it to a degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, and a lot of kids are, 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 are living their life. So head first and so gun ho. like education is the furthest thing from their mind right now. Like they, they focus on girls and, you know, doing grown people stuff and, Hey, you're going to need that because you're going to need to survive out here. You can't live with mom's forever, or even if you are able to live with mom's dukes forever, you're going to have to contribute. So put your mind to use, and where your body can't do,
1: your mind can. That's why the brain is the most important muscle that you have to exercise, straight up. Read every day, everybody. So that's two. there one more? Uh, Let's see. I mean,
2: if not, I it's not, it's two now yeah. i want to start i want start uh some type of mentor pro like a like a big brother program for people that want to uh become artists to help them better understand the business because I don't always make the right decisions and as I make my mistakes and learn from them, I'm always reaching back to give those tools but not everybody's asking for those tools but I want to be able to give people access to that information to pay it forward to make that next guy have a fighting chance at selling his music or giving him a platform to say, I want to start my own promo uh, run and stuff like that and teaching them how and and giving them the lessons and showing them the steps on what to look for, what not to look for, who to talk to and who not to talk to.
1: Okay, salute to you. I like that. The second to last question for this interview is this one. It's a loaded question, so I'm going to ask you a question to set it up. How important are words?
2: Words are very important because words can either heal or hurt people.
1: With the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan being blackballed from all social media. Definitely. And with him always having a message of upliftment being suppressed. Yet we have a movement where people want people to take medicine to get um, inoculated. And they'll push that fear and that sickness rhetoric out. How important is it for a MC, a rapper, music artist, singer—period—to reflect life in the times in which they're living?
2: It's very important because all lives are on you—not just musicians, but athletes and or celebrities like actors and stuff like that. They we 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 built this platform for to put eyes on us for for, for to pay us, but. What are you giving the people back in return? Because you sitting here, you fifty years old and you looking like you thirty five. You, you haven't aged in the last twenty years. What are you putting in your body that I'm not? I got grades everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanna know, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. definitely, bro. That's that's we boy, boy, I love this interview. I can't stop saying it.
1: Well, I'm thank I'm thankful that you liked it because we've come to the final question. And as much as I like talking to you, I even want to meet you one day. Shake your hand and say thank you for your contribution. It has to yes, end sir. unfortunately. So before we go, I want to say may the Most High bless you and your family so that you don't succumb or fall to any disease, sickness, violence, or plan that the enemy can have against you. May you live, prosper, and bless those who you touch. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, and you as well. Thank you. So the final question of your first interview, because like I said, you're always welcome to come back. The first interview question always always ends with this question. In about three to five hundred years, when we're no longer here, we're in the ether, building with the most high in the universe, um, the name Boss Woods is going to be in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame. And Mm -hmm. a child is going to walk up with their parent and say, who was that? And they're going to push a red button and your hologram's going to come out. It could be in 7D. We don't know. But it's going to pop out the wall and they're going to play some of your music. And you're going to be reintroduced to a new ear generations from now. The most important question of the first interview I have for you is, what is the legacy that you leave behind that made the world better because you made hip-hop music?
2: Following through, staying true. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the best thing I could give it, bro. Following through and staying true if I would we when that hologram pop out I want to take them on the journey bro I want to show them where it started I want to show them how I got here and I show I want to show them what it looked like when I hung it up bro Oh my god that's going to be beautiful
1: So at the end of the day everybody that's listening support Boss Woods and be true to yourself because you make the world better by telling your story it's written in the bible that you are the light of the world and he did not make your light for you to hide it under a bushel but to go on top of the on top of a mountain like a like a lighthouse so you could guide everybody not only to him but to your truth and teach them the truth of themselves and their purposes Definitely. this is karev from heritage hip-hop with boss Woods, and we say peace and we out we
0: out. real hip-hop exists everywhere and shout out to my people in mississippi boss Wood is a Incredible artist, and his new project is dope. Premeditated 2 is dope. Y'all go get that. That man is serious out there. So, from us to y'all out there, thank you to Bosswood for allowing us to do this interview, and we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to everybody who supports Heritage Hip Hop. This episode is brought to you by HeritageHipHop.com. We are more than music. We ask that you please follow us at HeritageHipHop.com for great interviews, podcasts, music, and more. Shout out to MJ's Hip Hop Connects for the blogs, too, because she supports the movement as well. Shout out to the Fleet DJs and the Heat DJs. We are also sponsored by Transparent Credit Repair, the superheroes of the financial literacy and credit repair world. 15 seconds is all it takes. Go to HeritageHipHop.com and click the link and change your financial future by filling out the application and getting 20% off of all services given by Transparent Credit Repair. Open your wallet to more income instead of paying out more debt by going to heritagehiphop.com and clicking on transparent credit repair. Let them know we sent you, of course. We'd like to give a shout out to all the people who helped make this possible. Shout out to Fatty's Place, Fire Jaws, Lex, shout out to A Squad, Rebel Radio, shout out to MJ's Hip Hops Connect, shout out to the Fleet DJs, the Heat DJs, the artists that come with Heritage Hip Hop, those who donate, and you. If you'd like to help Heritage Hip Hop grow, you can donate at Cash App, dollar sign. Heritage Hip Hop, or you can buy merch at storefrontier.com forward slash Heritage Hip Hop. Heritage Hip Hop is also on Boom You It, B-O-O-M-U-I-T-T.com, where you have something other than YouTube to help boost your career and your profile. Please go to Boom Uit and check out Heritage Hip Hop. We're about to finish off this interview today in this podcast, so once again, thank you everybody who helps, promotes, and stay tuned for more, because we have more big interviews to come with some credible artists and we have a surprise coming for the month of May. So stay tuned. With that being said, this is Karev from Heritage Hip Hop saying thank you to everybody out there. Peace, and we out.